Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers. On the broadcast today, Pat Mulroy joins us. She is senior fellow at the Boyd School of Law here for the whole show on an all-new Nevada Newsmakers. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. Merry Christmas from everybody at the Winnemucca Big R. Merry Christmas from Big R Love Lock. Merry Christmas from the Fallon Big R. Merry Christmas from Big R Fernley. Merry Christmas from all of us at Big R Sparks. Merry Christmas and a whole lot more. Remember 2010 in Northern Nevada, 13 to 14% unemployment, thousands of homes in foreclosure, Nevada's casinos closing? Families in the Reno Sparks area were hurting. Many were losing everything. Then Story County launched a game changer for our region, a public-private industrial partnership, streamlined permitting slash bureaucracy, attracting Fortune 500 companies that made Nevada their home. Story County generated a river of cash to area communities. Economic studies by the state and others for the Gigafactory consistently show positive economic benefits for our region. Four billion in local wages, 17 billion in consumer spending and economic activity, over $100 million in taxes to Washoe, Story, Reno, Sparks, and Nevada, just for the Gigafactory alone. Story County, improving Northern Nevada one industry at a time. $200,000 Cars and Cash giveaways at Carson Valley Inn. Cash and prize drawing Thursdays and Saturdays. Plus, win a 2023 Ford F-150 or we'll pay you cash instead. Don't miss your chance to play and win. Cars and Cash at the Carson Valley Inn. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad on No Holds Barred Political Forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we are always delighted to welcome back to the program, and it has been way too long, to bring back Pat Mulroy. She is a senior fellow at the Boyd School of Law. It is a pleasure to have you back on the program. Sam, it's a pleasure for me to be here. Well, thank you. Um, you're also on the board of WIN, and as we're taping this, uh, Formula One was just a week or so ago, and I wanted to get your thoughts because it seemed like if any property was designed for Formula One and the high-end uh, clientele that it brought, it was Wynn. And you're absolutely right. I mean, Wynn was one of the properties that did extremely well during this. Um, we had who's who in, you know, the world in attendance at Wynn for the Formula One. And... You know, I think you've read it probably in the paper a million times by now, but there were winners and losers, right, amongst the properties. Right. And MGM and Wynn Resorts and Caesars Palace, they did extraordinarily well. Other properties didn't do very well. So, but for us, it was an extraordinary event. We had a lot of events that surrounded F1. Um, we had a big car show the day, the weekend before. So we maximized 
everything possible around that event. And it paid off. Um, I saw um, one of the uh, comments, I think, from the president of the property, uh, who said that it was the most um, credit that had been lined up and the most money placed at the property in the history of the property. That's pretty remarkable. Well, lots of people with lots of money showed up for the event. So, um, Where do you see this heading as you go into the future? Because obviously, you know, th there were criticisms that, that you heard about. Uh, from employees trying to get to work and the general public trying to get places, Uber drivers, taxi drivers not being able to go. What are the thoughts in the post-discussions of what could be done better for next year already? Well, I haven't heard any of the discussions that might already be going on, but if you were to ask me what I would assume the discussions would be, it'd be more around how do we avoid having some properties be decimated by the event, right? Because some, it kept people from coming to Las Vegas. Um, uh, other store owners, shop owners didn't do it really well because people couldn't get in and out. So I think these are issues that F1 is going to have to tackle um, in the next several months um, in anticipation of the next event. I think probably one of the things um, is to figure out a way for those properties and those businesses to be able to be involved um, in Formula One in some other way than they normally do business. Well, that's probably one way of doing it. Um, I, would, I would hope they would do something. I don't think it's good for this town to constantly have an event where some properties are absolutely decimated. I think in the long run, that'll hurt Las Vegas. All right, so right around the corner, you got the Super Bowl coming. Your thoughts on that? I mean, I mean it's gonna be a quiet year, obviously. Yeah, it's gonna be a real quiet year. We're going from F1 to NFR to Super Bowl. Right, and, and, and by the way, the NFR just renewed their contract through what, 2035? Yep, they love coming to Las Vegas. Uh, yes, they do, and and obviously with a, a, a nice contract extension like that. But what what do you see in terms of the properties? I, I mean, just the media alone for the Super Bowl is going to be huge, and yes. they come in well before the event. Right, and I think because it's not going to tear up the roadways, and it's going to allow all the properties to host their bracket of clientele, I think it's going to be an incredible event for Las Vegas. Now, to say the least. Um, Brightline, uh, as we're taping this, uh, the president is on his way. By the time this airs, the president will have come and gone, but $3 billion towards the Brightline train. And I think in terms of they've got 100 acres for themselves for Brightline to develop their depot. And then there's also the stadium that's going to be built pretty much right next door to them. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's pretty amazing. Look, Las Vegas is going through another one of its great transformations, Sam. We've watched it before, right? Yes. We watched it after the building of the Mirage and we transformed into a property that was family owned to one that was corporate owned and we became more of a resort destination. And now we're embracing the world of sports events and everything that comes with it. So I think 
both the Bright Line and the A's Stadium are going to be great additions for Las Vegas. Oh, to say the least. And then add into that, looking down the road, um, you've got Ivanpah that will eventually come online. Uh, that will be a huge economic driver as well, will it not? Yes, that, that project will be a challenge. In what way? Well, there's, let me get back to where our, my roots are. Um, there's very little water in Ivanpah. So to build an airport down there, something's going to have to happen. Um, is, is not the work that's going on at Sloan Canyon uh, going to be part of providing the water for Ivanpah? Sure, but that means you are adding a huge user to the system, and you know you're going to have all kinds of development around it, which, look, I'm all for it. Um, I'm 100% in favor of the airport and everything that it brings to Las Vegas, and I agree 100% that building out the Ivanpah uh, Airport, which began pre-COVID, pre-recession, um, its time has come. So I think these are challenges. They're going to have to be met. Um, I think everything we do in Las Vegas is, has its challenges. Uh, yes, I remember uh, John Ensminger, um, who followed you uh, in the role of uh, general manager of the Southern Nevada Water Authority, said that there was water available uh, all the way from Apex to Gene. So I presume that that meant Ivanpah as well. Was, was that in the long range plans when you were Working at, oh, we uh, were looking at it, absolutely, running a line down the I-15 corridor, and I think the Sloan um, project is definitely a part of it. I mean, from a facility standpoint, it absolutely can be done. I think linking them into the overall resource management, that's going to be the challenge. Um, you must have been delighted to see Lake Mead, for a change, going up instead of going down over the past winter. Um, are you optimistic for this coming winter? Because certainly here in the north, as we're taping this, we're looking at two storm systems coming through, and most of the ski resorts are already open. Well, that would be fabulous. I would love to see two back-to-back -back healthy snowpacks that would go a long way to starting to help Lake Mead recover. But Sam, it took us, what, 20 years to get to this point? Yes. We're not going to recover overnight. It's going to take a while. I mean, Powell has to recover, then Mead has to recover. So... I mean, it's a delicate balancing act. And all it's going to take is one or two bad winners to throw us right back where we were before. We're, it's going to take any number of really healthy winters to restore the kind of water security that that Colorado River system has historically had. Um, are you optimistic about the discussions that are going on behind the scenes uh, between the water users, including, including California? I am, you know me, I'm always an optimist. Um, and I also believe in the premise that when there are no other options available, um, the states will come together. Um, if you give them enough of a breather where the gun isn't to their head, where the reservoirs are recovering at a good rate, then everyone will go back into their corner because they won't feel the urgency to have to do something. Change on the river only happens when it's absolutely necessary because it is, you're asking a lot from the people in particularly Arizona, California, and Nevada in terms of giving up water resources that they have been historically using. 
And even if you can get all the various players in the lower basin on the same page, you've got an enormous lift to get the upper basin um, aboard as well. Um, one of the things that I found that was interesting in a convergence of your various jobs and positions, um, Wynn is going to be building in the United Arab Emirates, and UAE uh, does a lot with desal, um, desalination, but, but they're having issues with what happens once the water is dis, uh, desalinated. Um, does that, as you look at that, does that concern you for potential plans for desalination um, down You're Talking the about the brine return? Yes, that's yes. Issue? That's always the issue with desal. And I think that is a legitimate issue and it's going to take a, a significant investment to move that brine discharge far enough offshore and into the currents to where it's carried out and it doesn't you know accumulate in on those in those coastal areas so what's the engineering that would go along with that i mean do you have to build giant pipelines yes mile really miles out into the ocean yes you do so that, you're that would be my assumption i mean it all depends on the ecosystem but in every coastal area there are at least some sensitive species that depend on um, you know, the inflow of fresh water and have are extremely sensitive to uh, spikes in, in salinity in that area. So you're going to have to do something. It, we have to work with nature if we're gonna make any kind of additional resources available. And given the population explosion and the growth that all these areas are experiencing, it's going to have to happen. Is it going to cost money? Absolutely. But when you look at the aggregate value that it brings, that money is actually insignificant in the bigger scheme of things. All right, fair enough. But um, are there engineering companies working on these kind of things at this point in time? I would assume that especially in the UAE, you've got engineering companies working on it. Um, those with significant global reach that have a global, you know, uh, global operations. Um, I'm sure that there are people that are working on it heavily. I mean, even Israel's got to be working on it, right? I yes. mean, their whole water future depends on desalination. So this issue is not one in a vacuum for the United States. It is a global issue. And if you translate that, as we've discussed in the past, to Southern California or to Northern Mexico, you're talking to the power of 100 versus what you would be doing with UAE or Israel. Power of 100 in terms of cost? In terms of cost, engineering, everything, facilities? I mean, well, I'm not sure it would be that significantly more, um, but I think it will cost um, some money. Now, you have to weigh that against the, what, California's the seventh largest economy in the world, right? Yes, yes. And the economy of Arizona, the economy of Nevada, go up the river, go to Colorado. If you think that losing all those economies 
is worth not building some sort of facilities that allow us to add desalted water to the system, then so be it. But I would venture to say that protecting those economies makes any investment, and even if it is 40 billion, 50 billion, it's, it becomes insignificant. I mean, let, let's put this in perspective. When Hoover Dam was built, the 400 million plus that it cost to build Hoover Dam was right up there in what we're talking about today in terms of relative value. It was considered an extraordinary expense at the time. So. Um, but then you also have to deal, I, I'm sorry to be a doubting Thomas here, but you also have to deal. Of course with, you are, with that's the, your job. <laughs> with the California Coastal Commission. Um, I wouldn't and, go through California. I'd go through Northern Mexico. Okay, that, that is a simple answer to a tough question. I would not deal with the California Coastal Commission. I'd rather have my teeth pulled without Novocaine. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take a commercial break and we'll be right back. Tis the season for the Holiday Cash Express at Tamarack Casino. We're trimming the tree with weekly cash giveaways, including a $5,000 winner every Saturday, plus $70,000 in grand prize stocking stuffers, including two $15,000 Holiday Cash winners guaranteed. It's a good time to win at Tamarack Casino. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. Retail's impact on Nevada's economy, enormous. 8,600 businesses, large and small, employing 145,000 workers. And last fiscal year, retail paid tax on nearly $60 billion in sales. We're the Retail Association of Nevada. We support retail, we help it grow, and we mean business. R-A-N-N-V dot org. ProGroup Management specializes in providing industries with the necessary components to satisfy and exceed workers' comp requirements. Every business has unique needs and specific regulations. ProGroup Management stays ahead of the curve, providing up-to-date services to keep your industry in top form. Discover how we simplify your tasks, improve efficiency, and reduce expense to keep you moving in a positive direction. ProGroup Management, workers' comp that works for you. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Pat Mulroy. Uh, she is with the Boyd School of Law, and uh, she's a senior fellow there, also previously general manager of the Southern Nevada Water Authority. We're into the water topic at this point. Um, I'm presuming that you read the editorial from Jim Pfeiffer, uh, who's the executive director of the Sacramento Regional Water Authority uh, that was in the Nevada Independent, uh, talking about storage. Uh, potentially for places as far away as Las Vegas in the California Sacramento area, um, putting the uh, water into a groundwater basin there to distribute. What did you think about that? New. We've, we have an underground water bank with Arizona. We've right. got 600,000 acre feet stored there. So if the Sacramento area, through a series of exchanges with Metropolitan, wants to stair step and exchange with Nevada, it's completely possible. 
Here's the challenge with it. Those exchanges work as long as lake mead is healthy. But the minute lake mead collapses and nothing goes south anymore, then those exchanges are impossible because you they can't even leave that kind of water behind then. See, the exchange would be that Met would take more from the Bay Delta. And in all fairness, that is its own political juggernaut right there. And then would forego a portion of its Colorado River water, which would then inure to the benefit of Nevada. Under a healthy system, that works. In an unhealthy environment, all those exchanges become problematic. And I would venture to say that those who are water managers up in the Sacramento area would be quite selfish saying, if I would, let us bank water today in order to get us through the inevitable next drought that's going to hit the Sierras. To think that that is necessarily immediately an exchange opportunity rather than a self-protection mechanism, I think is a leap. So can it be done? Absolutely. Does it mean that the Sacramento and the upper California area has to be water secure first for them to be have the luxury and the space to be able to do that? Yes. So that's really a never going to happen because I lived in Sausalito in the 70s when we were reduced to 35 gallons of water a day because of the drought that was going on then. I was and, in Palo Alto at that time. Yep. So and they we built that the shower water and carried it outside. Right. Right. And they built that pipeline across the uh, Richmond San Rafael Bridge to get water to uh, Marin. Um, at that time, they were talking about draining Hetch Hetchy, the reservoir that matches Yosemite. And and thank goodness they didn't do that. Is that even still a discussion topic? Hetch Hetchy was never a water supply um, reservoir. It's a power reservoir. It's there for power generating purposes. It generates massive amounts of hydropower for the um, San Francisco area. So no, Hetch Hetchy won't be drained. I don't foresee that at all. Now, can Hetch Hetchy be stressed because of climate change? Yeah, I think natural forces can cause Hetch Hetchy to drop, but I don't think it would be because of an increase in diversions. All right, let's take another quick break and we'll be right back. Early in the morning, or throughout the night. Professional truck drivers are on the job, serving you. Safely moving freight that's crucial to our economy. From the oldest industries to our newest innovators. From the exotic to the everyday. Trucks are everywhere, moving everything. Never afraid to embrace a future that makes Nevada and our nation stronger. Trucking moves America forward. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low, and our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way, because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. 
Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year and allow them to provide much-needed benefits to their employees. Our industry also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance. For 50 years, Nevada Heating has been keeping people comfortable in their homes. At Nevada Heating, call the Do It Right guys and get the heat back on today. Call us today and we'll fix it today. That's the Nevada Heating way. Why freeze for days on end when Nevada Heating can get your furnace fixed today? Call us today and we'll fix it today at 323-5585 or schedule us on our website at nevadaheating.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Pat Mulroy. She is a senior fellow at the Boyd School of Law, and we are talking to her at this point about water. Um, there was an article that talked about in White Pine County, R Plus Hydro is planning to build a thousand megawatt pumped hydro energy storage project estimated to be worth two and a half billion dollars. Um, it could provide roughly 13% of Nevada's electricity needed for eight hours at a time. Um, it sounds like a good idea, sounds like a huge amount of investment in White Pine County, uh, but people are complaining almost as much about this as they were about the idea of moving uh, the underground water from White Pine County to Las Vegas. Your brief thoughts on this. I'm not surprised. The minute <laughs> you suggest any form of new water use, it has its own constituency of opponents, right? So is that kind, and I understand why it, there are individuals that would feel that that would be a great project. Look, White Pine County is dependent on Glen Canyon Dam. Glen Canyon Dam stops generating electricity. White Pine County's hurt. So for White Pine County to have entrepreneurs or business ventures there saying, look, we can provide additional energy um, and help securitize this area, doesn't surprise me at all. I'm also not surprised that it's going to have a cadre of opponents. To say the least. Pat Mulroy, sadly, we are out of time. Will you come back after the Super Bowl and recap what happened at when after the Super Bowl? Absolutely. I'll be happy to. Always great to see you. Thank you so much for doing this. You're very welcome. Thank you. And we'll be right back. Southwest Specialties has been making the homes and businesses of Nevada beautiful for more than 20 years. Their experienced designers and craftsmen create the walkways, backyards, water features, and a variety of outdoor cooking areas that add curb appeal and value to your investment. Call today or visit them at their website and see how they can make your outdoor spaces special. Southwest Specialties, creative, distinctive, beautiful. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to carsoncitygreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. 
Modern Boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suites. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Thanks for watching Nevada Newsmakers. You can catch us online 24 hours a day at nevadanewsmakers.com or you can download the podcast wherever you like to get your podcasts. We'll see you on the next broadcast.